to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you from the tribal headquarters in San Diego, Califas. Welcome to the show, everybody. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner. Yeah. Come on. Come on, you know who it is. Come on, Red Brother. It's the one that scares all your women and children. Yeah. It's the American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, Chumahan. The evil attorney is here again. And he's here for all your gold, motherfucker. While Steve fixes his microphone. Yeah. (laughs) What do you know? Deep Purple, Sean. What do you know about Deep Purple, son? Come on. You know what that is? You know what that is? That's Freedom Rock. We're turning up, man. (laughs) On sound, our engineer, Old Blue Eyes, Sean Lewis. What the? Certified audio professional. What in the? I don't know what that is. Engineer, how are you feeling? Huh. Is that what's going on today? Huh. For the hog. Nah. So yeah. Funk for your ass. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got oh, funky okay. on us. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, motherfucking Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't already know, I'm fucking in San Diego, right? Right, right, right. I'm down in Sur Califas, you know, kicking it, Bobby Tribal. And there's a couple people that make San Diego happen. There's a couple of people down here that have been breaking it off, representing. Oh, my. One of those people is a pretty big artist from out here that has his own brand and has been pumping and doing this shit for a long time. Long time. Big representative of San Diego. Legend. And a legend for real. Uh, for real. And I, Tom. one of my main guys I wanted to get on this show when I came down is here today with us to join with us. And he's a colleague of mine. We've worked in the same business for quite a long time. You guys, just welcome on the show, Dice One. Woo! Welcome to the show, Dice. Dice. What's up, Dice? Dice? One. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, welcome coming to San down Diego. here. Shit. Yeah, you can come down to San Diego. I got to see yeah. two people. I got to see Bobby, and I need to talk to you. Right. Yeah, man. I don't know if you guys... Listen, There's. I've told you a little bit about me and Bob, and there's about a handful of people that... We're rolling through these trade shows and doing these shows and, and and a handful of us that didn't look like we belonged there. And a lot of people probably <laughs> didn't want us there. And Dice was one of those artists, man, that was working with brands, then then launched his brand and is stuck with it. And he's just made a lot of moves just through Southern California. He's a great, he's a big graffiti artist and just is like 
turned all this momentum into a business and he's been dedicated in doing this thing for a while man you really built time. a following and built a brand and um and you know what man you're you you come from the same places that we come from oh, yeah. you know same shit so so these are always interesting stories Give me a little rundown, man. Where tell us, man? Where did you grow up, Dice? Exactly, and and give us a rundown, man. Well, tell you know, me. I'm I'm from right here, San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a kid, lived all around, single mom, me and mm -hmm. my brother. That was it. So we moved a lot. Uh, I'm out. I'm from out here. I'm from a neighborhood called Shelltown, mm -hmm. which is in the yep. southeast area. Right. Um, lived all of, like I said, I lived. I lived in South Bay. I lived in. You know North County. I, I've I've lived everywhere. You know, but that's that's where I was. You know, raised. That's where that's 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 where I'm from. It's right. called Shelltown. Shelltown. Why yep. do they call it Shelltown? Oh man, long long story. I mean, if you want to go back on the history, back in back in the days when they were digging it up to build, when they were digging up the dirt, they found a lot of seashells in the dirt. So right, they they called it. That's the the neighborhood, the community. It's what it's called. That's you know? interesting. Shelltown. Shelltown. I met a couple cats from Shelltown. Yeah. Yep. I knew a few cats through the state from Shelltown. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. Big time. Yep. Yeah. They're large representatives up in the state. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. There, there's a bunch of them in there. Yeah, man. How how does a young man like yourself? Coming from from uh, from uh, from a neighborhood and that type of a community background, find himself um, with the with the streetwear brand today. You know what? how does he get there? You know what, man? It was it was just it was it was dedication in in my love for art. You know, I mean that's basically all it was. You know, I was a kid. I started doing graffiti when I was probably like seven, eight years old. So I was I was really young, starting to scribble on wall right after the break. Right after breaking kind of died out. You mm -hmm. know. Um, I started, you know, doing lettering and, you know, doing people's names in school. And, you know, that's basically how it started with colored pencils. And from there, I just I kind of I just always had a love for that, you know, and my brother was he was really in the gang. So that it kind of just put the two together. And I was always around fucking gang members since mm -hmm. I was a little ass kid. And, you know, just watching them writing and watching the blocks and watching this. But then. My love for graffiti because I, I I love wild styles. I love you know I I just love graffiti shit. So I love coloring. I love colors. Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of you know just did that. And you know, as I got older, I just kind of mixed the two together. And I've I've always done art since as far back as shit I can remember, man. You know what that is? I gotta say is like part of like what you kind of just described in the beginning part of like taking the two and meshing them. I have to say that. It, looking back at like as as a, I was was I was getting turned on to a lot of your art. I saw it with Cartoon who was doing a different area, and I saw it from you. And you are two artists that stand out. That both of you guys were taking elements from traditional gang old English block hit ups. Yeah, from Southside neighborhoods. Yeah. And intertwining and finding your own space in the medium of graffiti art. And, you know, which as we know, you know, Wild Style and, 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 and some of these movies like that inspired guys like Marcel and Risky and who are a little bit older. Yeah. Um, 
they would take the arrows and they took they you know they, they these these movies they kind of showed you about New York City right. graffiti New York art right. and these guys kind of did their thing but cartoon when he received it he was receiving it from a an ideal more like a dice so you're not coming from a New York graffiti background you're coming from neighborhood old English yeah. blocks and being introduced to Graffiti, wild style, all that. And guys like you, I saw you take elements of both. I could very clearly see that your graffiti was like gangster graffiti, almost a mix. And Cartoon was the only other person that would. And I saw, and I remember going, I was like, fuck, man. Like, these dudes are taking elements. I could read through it and see what type of a graffiti artist you were and where you were coming from. Plus, dude, you're, you're playing with all the colorways and all the shit that I like, you know? Yeah. Um, how does that, how does, how does that, I didn't just see a lot of different people doing it. It just loaned you to a different type. You're a different type of graffiti artist. Your pieces, they really speak high volume of California and Southern California, yet they're graffiti. I mean, I, I, I've always liked to stutter, study like lettering, you know, so I, letter, letters mean a lot to me, you know, and, and the, the definition of a letter means a lot to me and, it, and how you, how you put it together. I mean, it. I see a lot of cats they, they do letters and it's like it's it it's cool but it's like where does this come from where mm -hmm. how do, where does this piece where is this piece coming from does it have a meaning does it I like I like all of my stuff to have a meaning mm -hmm. you can look at any one of my pieces and I don't just have something flying out of the freaking left field like where the hell does this come from just right. just to try to fill up some space or make right. it make it look like more complex or something crazy like it has no meaning it's a bunch to me it's a bunch of freaking scribbles you know it's a bunch mm -hmm. of shit you know sorry for my language no. mm -hmm. it's a bunch of shit it's like i everything has to have a meaning and it has to have a purpose and where and it has to have a beginning and an end you know? mm. let's back up for a second because i think that's a, su a superior point i mean what you just said is a superior point which is to say that <clears throat> a lot of people when they look at lettering right and i'm not gonna pretend that like i'm a graffiti expert because i'm not yeah but, um, and we've heard that a lot. We've heard that a couple times before with somebody say that I'm in love with letters. Well, what I wanted to ask Dice about was, you know, as far as the letters go, because each letter does have a meaning, really. Yeah. Right. Most people only look at letters in combination with other letters. Oh, that's a word. The word yeah. has meaning. Yeah. But individually, letters have a history oh, all yeah. on their own. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, to you, is there are there letters that you feel like people don't understand? Actually, like do you, from your perspective, a guy who studied letters and really thought about it, like are there some things and some observations you've made about letters where you're like, most people don't really get this. Like, you know, the P is undervalued. Like, you don't really understand what that is. Or is there anything like that for you? No, I don't. I don't really. I don't think there's anything like. I mean, I don't think there's some. I mean, there's some letters that, of of course, you know, they don't. They're not as popular as other letters, you know. But as far as something like that, I mean, I, I mean, all of them have a good meaning, you know. I mean, and all of them have a have a good base, you know. They all have a good a good, you know. What do you mean by that base? The structure of the letter, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, you could take it back to freaking what kindergarten or whatever when they teach you how to freaking write your ABCs. You know, it's like every letter has its has its has its way, you know. And and to try to take that into, I see people take it and manipulate it, and I'm looking at shit like, what is it? 
does it say? Mm. Like, oh, that oh, that's supposed to be a a. Mm. Oh, okay, that's mm. bo- oh, <laughs> all right. Like, all right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, I get you now. I don't get you, but I get you. You know, that's interesting. Like people, people like making up their own letters. You know, mm. and it's. I like to still take your basic letter. I've always tried to keep my shit clean and classy, whether it's a wild style or whether it's a script or an old English or what a block letter or whatever freaking style it is. I, I like to just keep it still clean and classy and re- somewhat readable, even on a more wild style note. And just kind of respect, it's just respected so it could be respected across the board from any individual. I mean, my, my biggest critic is probably my wife. I, I do some shit and I show my wife and she's like, ugh, the fuck is that? And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. And I'll take it back. And I'll, I'll, I'm like, if she looks at it that way, how is, how is anybody else going to look at it? All you know, they're going right. to look at it the same. Because I'm, I'm thinking of a, an average individual out there that's going to be viewing my my art you know i'm not right. i'm not looking at it like some other graffiti cat that's going to be looking at my shit like I, you know all right. right i care less about that i want to i want the eyes of the the average individual a broader audience yeah the broader audience you know mm-hmm. and i want to be able to look at it and be like damn that's that's fucking badass mm-hmm. you know so I, I hear what you're saying though man you're talking about like kind of like the integrity of the letter yeah the original essence yeah, of the letter exactly absolutely I absolutely, but that's something that you do kind of do, and I can refer back to like you or tunes that you'll maybe leave in the traditional parts of that letter, yeah, so that you know what that letter is, and then you freak whatever you want to it. But I can still read what you're writing, yeah. You know, I think that's important. I mean, I think it's important. I look at yeah. shit and I'm like, I mean, it looks cool, but can this person really tell me what it says? Mm-hmm. And show me how it says that <laughs> because I'm watching people and I'm like, they're doing these letters and they start at one point and then they just jump over to another point and then they go back up to another point and they go over to another and they're, and they're all around the board. And I'm like, so does this shit even say anything or is it just, it's just like a bunch of shit that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, is it, is it really letters? Is mm-hmm. it really words? Is it really, are you really sending a message or are you just sending some fucking some badass designs that look kind of trippy right, and cool. Right, right, so, right, right. So you're you're on some <coughs> level, right? It sounds like what you're describing is is you could put it to like rappers. Some yeah, rappers, I mean, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They don't. What the? Fuck? Are they telling? Us are they telling a story? Or are they, or are they just mumbling? Mumbling a bunch of words that kind of rhyme together. That, yeah, that just kind of yeah, you know whatever. Exactly. I can't listen to that shit. Right. You know, I want. I want to. I want. I'm. I'm. I'm you want to be taken on a vibe. Yeah. I'm, I'm old school. I want to hear the whole story yeah. of the song and be like, okay, yeah, 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 or the whole record. Like people put out records and the whole record would actually be the whole story. You'd have right. to listen to the whole record to understand the whole story of what right. they're trying to tell you. Yeah. Of, yeah. Instead of just some some random bullshit that are, that you're just mumbling, agreed. You know. I agree. Right. I agree. You know what? It's cool. The, the dice is saying that because, to a certain extent, he's also talking a little bit about like style and flash over substance. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's basically saying like, "Look, you can be fancy if you want. All right, I get that you want to show off. Yeah, but if but you are show you showing off, off and is you showing off with a with a with the correct way? I mean, or are you just adding a bunch of shit that makes it look like you? you uh, what, what what would the term be? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of what the proper word would be to like you're disguising like i mean 
camouflage you're camouflaging your i mean are you just trying to camouflage your shit or you are you really like (laughs) did you really put some time and some effort into that that's so true because it's funny that you say that because sometimes you know like when i was in college i took some two-dimensional design class in college i ain't gonna pretend like i'm an artist but i'm just saying yeah and i would we would do these things right where you would draw some shit you would make some shit Mm -hmm. and you got different levels or whatever (laughs) right then you would like you know show it to the to the class and there would be critiques mm-hmm. and you could tell that some people right they're claiming that they were camouflaging <laughs> some shit and they always planned that but you could tell they're making that up on the fly because no one understands what the fuck they're doing right and they're yeah. like oh but I didn't want you to understand and you're like yeah right <laughs> motherfucker you do you, you just you yeah. didn't know what you were doing just admit it yeah. it's confusion right yeah so let me ask you this how does a seven or eight year old Right? How do they start graffiti? Like, how does that happen? Because I know a lot of seven, eight year olds. They just... follow up. Follow my. Like I said, my mom. She was a single mom. She worked. She always worked. Man. She worked all fucking day, all night. So I was at home. My brother's like three and a half years older than me. Um. I would just kind of run around with him and his friends. So I would pick up. You know, they'd be at freaking at the racquetball court smoking weed and. I'd stop by a Seven Eleven and fucking steal a damn Marks a lot, and you know I was the younger. I, I when I was young, I was I used to steal a lot. I was I was a thief. I stole spray paint. I I was I I stole everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so they used to send me in. I used to go steal them little tester cans at Kmart. Them little fucking model spray cans. They mm-hmm. were the small ones, and these fools used to go get them, and they used to just write all over shit. And I used to be right there, like, oh, that's cool. And then I started fucking trying to write. And they, I mean, yeah, of course, it was fucking horrible. But, you know, hey, <laughs> start everybody starts somewhere. Right. Yeah. Start somewhere. Yeah. And after that, I just kind of followed him. And I just I, I just he was he was a really good writer. He he wrote you know, like gangster shit. He he wrote really good. Like mm. and I, I wish I always try to get over to his house to see. And he doesn't really have shit left no more. But I, I used to always he had a lot of books and he used to do it. Now he's a. He's a professor now at at a city at the Southwestern College here, and he he teaches like um, creative writing and shit. So he oh always, really he always stuck for bilingual. So he always stuck with that, and he always stuck with writing. And when he was young, he used to just fucking write. And he was a dope ass. He had some dope hand styles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even from when I was young, I started going to L.A. I started going to L.A. when I was, I don't know, I want to say, thirteen, maybe fourteen. And I would go up there. A couple of us would go up there, and I, I'd spend a lot of time in L.A. Just I paint Belmont. I paint the Belmont tunnels, and spend a lot of time up on you know Melrose and all that. And I mean, I always study. I always like to study writing. I mean, I remember there was there was a few neighborhoods and a, a f- few things up in L.A. that man, they, some badass fucking hand styles. Mm-hmm. And I used to just come back down here and just go fucking tear shit up. Freak it, huh? And just and just tear shit up. Mm-hmm. Where? Where it was, is there ever been an unlikely place or writing, whatever, right? Where you found a style? Is there anything that was surprising to you? Like, I don't know, like you saw the Magna Carta in history class and you saw the way they did the A and you were like, oh, that's fucking sick. I mean, is there any place where you're like, oh, that was, I learned something from that and I never thought I would? You know what? I mean, I guess like a lot of us, you know, um, old school record albums. You know, mm. still best artwork. 
Yeah, yeah dude, bro. Some of them old album covers, man. Them 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 fonts and them lettering styles. How they, dude, dude. Some of that shit was fucking badass, man. Absolutely, they could get more creative than a movie poster. Right. And those were, if you think about it, those were really pieces of art. Yeah, People those were, held those yeah. up, and that's how you moved art around. And you didn't have super always professional artists. If you had band members that hired their buddy yeah. that could draw, or right. a band member themselves, right? Right. Yeah. So Shock you G. got all this crazy dope shit. Right. Yeah. That was really not, and you couldn't tell somebody they couldn't do that. Remember? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like with an album cover, you could do whatever you want, pretty much. And we go I, on the album. I could still come across new album covers that I ain't never seen before, just on some rare, hard to find old sure. school freaking jazz, blues, jazz, shit, right. blues, rock, whatever, sure. soul. That dude, some of them letters, like damn, motherfuckers. Now, wait, you yeah. before yeah. Uh, this is this is a now you say you're married, right? Yeah. Okay. When you're an artist like you. Do you take control of the wedding invitations and say like, "Nah, motherfucker, it's gonna be some dope ass shit"? <laughs> nah, my wedding was a long time ago. It, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was good. I let, I let somebody else. Go. <laughs> He's like, "I'm my hand right out with a sharpie." No, no, where did you get this? This yeah, is some yeah. bunk ass shit. Right. Yeah, I got a reputation to maintain, man. So let me ask you. So. Uh, you start writing, and was there a graffiti crew that was already in existence out here? Do you, like how, how, because I, mean, I know that, in L.A. everybody writes with a crew. Is oh yeah, it down here like that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, there, there were crews. Yeah, we had shit, a lot of crews down here. Maybe back in the days. I mean, yeah. It, it back when I started, it was in the eighties. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there was like a there there was a handful of graffiti artists from down here back then. I mean, you could almost you could almost count them on your hands and toes you really know I mean? really it, it wasn't like a it we all everybody knew each other you right know, it was right. a really tight community you know right. everybody kind of knew each other and um so yeah there there was a nice amount of crews and i mean that that la and san diego i mean the same shit i mean it it they're they're side by side they they follow the same shit i mean we we had a lot of crews same same history Graffiti ended up later on turning into, you know, tag banging. And mm -hmm. from that time, most people split ways and they joined the gang. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much, I mean, at the end of the day, that was pretty much my story. You know, I, I fucking did graffiti. I fucking rolled skateboards, did all that shit. Tag banging came in. I was still a part of graffiti. Ended up fucking in the end. I mean, everything turned into tag banging pretty much. I mean, mm -hmm. everything. And then it was like it came to the point where I was like, fuck it. I just joined the neighborhood. I'm right. Good. Right. Tag banging is the I'm last here, step before you. I'm over here getting shot at. I'm mm -hmm. motherfuckers are shooting. We're like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm better off just joining the neighborhood, man. Mm -hmm. I, I feel safer running around with these fools, you know? Right. I'm, with right. These, I'm around these fools all the time anyway. I might as well just fucking hang out with them. Should Get I'm, a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Be, at least feel a little bit more protected and shit, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah man how does how does so you start going through the neighborhood shit and and that and i mean that's that's that was kind of where i mean from there i mean even before that i mean i was already you know working in silk screening shops and doing that and i mean i was already into the clothing thing so i mean you know i mean every it was the already the beginning of you know street where we're talking what super early 90s mm -hmm. yeah you yeah know, yeah super like maybe 90 you know right and um so i mean everything was still there and i was i mean i was still dice you know so mm -hmm. I, I still did logos for companies and i you know i try i did as much of that and like like i told bobby and then i mean I, I, yeah, they know i mean i 
I did that as much as I could. I mean, I pop up at tribal every once in a while and be like, boom, I got a new, here's a little, some, here's some letters and shit. Right, 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 right. And, um, you know, so, I mean, that, that kind of, that was like my little, that was always my hustle. I mean, clothing hey, was wait, always my hustle. What would you consider the greatest oppositional force against your success? Like when you look back now, I mean, you're, you're a businessman now, you, you're accomplished, blah, 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 blah. What were what were the the forces that were arrayed against your success? Myself. In what way? Shit, alcohol. Mm. All uh, right, so we got some young Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, right? So what does that mean from somebody that's got some perspective I mean, now? What are you saying? I, I mean, I at at times I was a bad alcoholic, man, and and my love, my I guess more my my love for hanging out with the homies and having zero responsibility, I mm-hmm. guess I mm-hmm. could say, you know, yeah. I, and, and zero care for, for pretty much fucking anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't give a shit. No, nothing mattered. You know, all that mattered was shit waking up and damn fucking let's, what's up fool. Let's go get a drink fool. Mm-hmm. Let's go get a fucking talk hand. Let's go mm-hmm. back in the day. Let's go get a 40, you know, let's mm-hmm. go get a 32. You know the fuck, what are we going to do? I don't know. Shit. Let's go over to the homies pad. All right. Fuck. Fuck. That shit always turns into fucking a week. You know, mm-hmm. a week maybe. Right. Fuck, haven't gone to sleep, haven't fucking done shit, mm-hmm. you know, running around all fucking night, all fucking day and shit. Back in the back in them days, I mean, damn, let's go to TJ. Fuck it. We right. You stuck, you, man, you down at TJ. Rosarito, you down there fucking fighting, you down there fucking <laughs> <laughs> You gotta imagine, I mean, dude. That's just like their their backyard, man. Right. It's them. just over there. Yeah, I mean that that was that was fucking life, man. That was because listen, let me tell you something, man. I I I stopped drinking 19 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there there was a point, and I, I didn't plan on talking about this till you just said this. But like, there was a point where I actually nobody, everybody in my life had already told me like, "Hey, you need to fucking slow down on the drinking." Yeah. Right? Did you ever have that experience where other people were like, "Hey, dice, oh, yeah. calm it down." <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then did you have the same experience that I had where the the people that were telling me that I thought they were alcoholics? Like, who the fuck are you telling? <laughs> Like you got a problem, yeah, not right. me. And then, and then it dawned on me at some point, like, wait a second, if these guys are telling me I need to come, maybe I do need to come yeah. down. And then on my own, right? Like at some point, secretly, I would never tell anyone outward because I didn't. If I failed, I didn't want them to throw yeah. it in my face. I'm <laughs> right? not lying. Of course, bro. I know you're not because <laughs> right. I did the same thing, bro. All come right. On. So then I'm like, okay, check it out. Today I'm just not gonna drink today. <laughs> Right? I'm going to be cool. Yep. It's Wednesday. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And then by 5 p.m., I forgot all that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm back to buying some more booze. And I'll tell you something. I, there was a point in time where I didn't realize that that was a problem yet. Yeah. Right? I thought I was making a different choice. I thought I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You still you thought you were making decisions. Yeah, I think oh, I yeah. thought like, oh, I thought that earlier, but I'm feeling better, so <laughs> yeah. I'm changing my oh, yeah. mind. Right. Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. did you no. go through that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I I still have a drink. You know, I still drink. You know, from time to time. You know, I'll still have a drink. You know, some sometimes I'll I might still have one too many. You know, one I, that gets away from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a few that get away. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah, man, that I think that was probably probably one of my biggest 
my biggest problems, man, is so that's an amazing thing because a lot of times when we do shows and we talk about like what's what people have worked against, it's usually you can hear a lot of external shit, yeah, right, and it, and and it's true too. I'm not I'm not poo pooing it, yeah, no, I get you, but like you know, people are like a race, socioeconomic, my, 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 and that's true, but but you're saying, man, no, nah, there was an internal thing I had to deal with, yeah. What, I mean, how there's always you... internal shit. I mean, I don't know. I'm one of the, I've always. I'm one of the people, man. I've I've always thought that way. You know, I'm not putting people down. Yeah, I, I don't want to put anybody down. Sure, you know, I don't want to. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I I guess I guess it's 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 a matter of your, you know, your 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 mindset, your mind strength. You know, I mean, mm. if I don't want to have a fucking drink, I'm not gonna have a drink. Right. You know? If I don't want to do some dope, I'm not gonna do some fucking dope. Right. If I don't want to fucking go someplace, I ain't gonna go someplace. You right. know. If I don't want to go do something, hey, homie, I ain't going to go do that. I, I got shit to do. I ain't right. got time, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has their own, you, you have your own, it's willpower, well, willpower, I guess, you know? You, mm-hmm. you got you to, gotta, you gotta, sometimes I just feel like you got to be able to say, you know, nah. nah. Right. Instead of trying to make up excuses for shit, I mean, mm-hmm. nah. How you know? did you build, what was your strategy for building the strength to not bend to other pressures when you were like, okay, you know what? I got to make different decisions for myself. I just pretty much said, fuck it. You don't like it? Fuck you. What got you to that point, bro? You know what? I, I probably have to give this. On this end, I probably have to give most of the props to my wife. Oh, man. I mm. love that. You know, because she's, she's, my wife's Sicilian. She's strong as fuck. She's, uh. she's, she plays. <laughs> hey, bro, you, you got a half Sicilian in the yeah. room. I know. And, um, dude, you know, you know when, mean, a, when a husband, when, when a you, husband, when, listen, when you're talking to a husband, <laughs> And the husband's eyes go big when he talks about how tough his wife is. That yeah. means his wife's really he tough. He says Sicilian. Oh, yeah, so you yeah he goes, and my wife's tough. Mm, his eyes got like super big. So, I mean, you know, I mean, just, just, at, a, just at, a, at a point, I mean, I guess at a point, too, you just got to grow the fuck up and take some responsibility and, right. and stand up. You know, right. You become, at, at, a point, at a point, I guess, become a man. You know, I mean, fuck. What yeah. do you do? Be somebody's bitch your whole fucking life you know you're gonna run around and be like oh man i mean that's why you just gotta shirt. be like you know what i need to take some fucking responsibility man i i fucked off all them years of my fucking life when i was younger and i mean if i want to fucking did half of the shit i did i probably would have been f- a, a lot further along than i am now but mm-hmm. you know um you but just, you know what man i'm gonna say something i, I respect guys because it takes a man mm-hmm. honestly to give credit to to his wife. It does. My wife, and I tell you this, Steve, from time to time, my wife's fucking tough. She's from she's a Chapina. She don't give a fuck. And she fucking, I mean. Yeah, his wife, his wife's <laughs> a hard ass, bro. Right. And you know what? I give her a lot of credit because I'm where I am, even with Steve and all this other stuff, yep. uh, because of that. Because she's tough, I, and and I've had to come to grips with like I need a Chapina riding my ass. Yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, he says it makes him a better dude. No, it, it does. I mean, it does. I, hey, when I, I, I can't even way- imagine what I'd be, you know, without without her in my life, I'd probably be, I'd be probably back to probably being a fuck up again. Right. Know? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I I get stirred back to that same old shit. I mean, like any of us, man. I mean, the ones that the ones that grew up like that, man. That, there's always that love and there's always that like fuck man when you it's like damn you go to the neighborhood and you sit back and you go to the park and you drink a beer and you're just like fuck man and you just reminisce and you, i mean you it's like you almost miss that shit sometimes but then right. you're like yeah. 
I got to get my ass back to yeah. work. Yeah. Right. I got shit yeah. to do. You know what? Yeah. 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 And, and, it's, yeah. and it's more than just me. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I got family. I got, there's employees. Right. There's employees. There's family. Right. Not even that. You look outside the box and there's, there's retail stores. I mean, stores mm. depend. Stores have so much money to spend. You know, the, some, especially mom and pop stores, they only have so much money to spend. Mm. And when they're buying your product and your product selling for them, they have that money put aside for your, for your product. product. And right. if you don't deliver and you can't fucking deliver them new products and products that that that's how they survive. I mean, mm -hmm. that shit that shit affects them. So, I mean, if you think about it, it's not just at the end of the day, it's not just about me. You know, right. I can't right. I can't be right. selfish. It's not about me. It's right. about fucking everything. My dog, right. my dog's got to eat my kid. My wife's yeah, got to eat. There you go. My employees got to eat. My partners, everybody's got to eat, you know. Every, right. And if I fuck up. It just fucks it. It's a domino effect. Dude, man, listen, man. Listen, do it. Brother, you're talking about where I'm at just in recent years, bro. Right. Okay? Yeah. At 49.50, I started realizing this shit. And I fucked it all off. I've been through treatment centers and OD yeah. and woken up dead. What you're saying to me is, like, you came to a realization that your actions affect Everybody. Everything, right? Yeah, they affect the whole I, thing around you. And I never, I could never, I don't know why. I'm not dumb. I'm not a dumb dude. I don't know why I couldn't see that. And today I explain to people, it's like, man, dude, like, my daughter's the woman in my life. She's the one yeah. that makes me better. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to post that. What would she yeah. think if I did? You know what I'm saying? And my son is, is, is sober a while now, and he's got my grandson, and I want a relationship yeah. with them, and... And it's like, and it's my partners, and it's him, and it's my other part, and it's not just fucking me, dude. Yeah. Like when I go south, everybody has to pay a price. Yep. Everybody, yeah. and it ain't fucking fair. It's not cool. And I did a lot of uncool shit like that, and the same reason, dice, because I wasn't giving a shit about anything, anything or anybody except myself. Yeah. You know what's you know? crazy is is it's not you know, like leveling up, man. That's it, dog. Yeah. It came a time. To level the fuck up Listen, and grow up. Let me tell you something. I, I've and learned, it's never too late. And no. it's never, never too late. It's never it's too never fucking too late. late. Know man, that, right? I, tell that, I tell that to my homies all the fucking time, man. Like, dude, they get out of they get out of jail. They get out doing fucking 10, 20 years. And it's mm -hmm. like, bro, this ain't the same world we lived in when you were out here last time. So right, you guys right. need change your mindset you need your little thoughts you, you know what's crazy you know? well what you guys are saying is also i understand like my wife my kid i own my own law firm right i'm mm -hmm. an attorney i got all this shit that goes on plus this pie all this other shit right yeah and when i didn't have anything going on and i had a ton of time i did way less i was less productive when i have more time mm -hmm. than i am now that i've got like this much quote unquote me time. Like yeah. it used I in my whole day was me time. Like, what did I do? I <laughs> fucking watched Goodfellas like eight times and ate pizza and just chilled out. Now that my me time is this big, I get way more shit done. Yeah. And I tell other people that I'm like, you want real me time, start being responsible for other people. The more responsibility you have, the more freedom you're gonna have. Yeah. Believe that or not. It doesn't make sense, but that's how it is. Yeah. So how do you go? All right, so how did you first get started in taking your art, right, yep. into becoming a business? Yeah, like, at what point, yeah, I want to hear about that. At what point, because there's a point in time where I'm seeing a lot of different brands, yeah. and they're using dice, 
has created the logo. Oh, the lettering was done by Dice. But there are other people are owning these brands, yeah. and you're the artist that's turning in fonts and yeah. illustrations. At what point in time, like what Chumon's saying is, do you decide to transition or take that gamble? And you're like, I'm going to start doing my own thing. You know what? I started doing my own. I mean, basically, you want to break it down in a nutshell. Uh, started doing clothing, break it down real quick. Like I said before, um, when I was in elementary school, mm -hmm. you know, I started doing, I, I started pretty much started like a business painting acrylics on fucking denim jackets, you know, denim jackets, denim hats. And I mean, I, dude, I'm in, I'm in elementary. By the time I was in fucking junior high, I was selling jackets for like, I was bringing, they were bringing me jackets and I was doing jackets for like 20 bucks a pop. I'd have a fucking stack of jackets and I'd, I'd be at the pad at, every day after school in the nighttime, fucking sitting there with my brushes and acrylics and shit. And fucking painting these jackets and i'll take them back to school and fucking sell them and started doing hats started doing jeans started i mean fuck whatever canvases what mm -hmm. i mean what whatever i could freaking paint on you know and um i remember it was probably 19 i don't know 80 88 89 maybe when uh one of my first designs got printed onto a t-shirt mm. and it was for like a graffiti event and I was fucking blown. I was like, "Damn, that's damn, fucking right. dope, dude! Yeah, damn, yeah. damn, that's a that's a t-shirt and shit." Yeah, damn. And <laughs> it was just printed. Some dude he had a silk screening press in his garage, and he fucking printed the shirts for this event. And I was I was pumped up, man. And yeah, I know that feeling. Fuck. From there, it was I. I later on, you know, down the line, a few years later, I met up with. Um, I met with Bob, I met Bobby and Bobby was he was kind of managing a couple of us on um with graffiti and getting us you know like painting gigs and shit and he got us we got that gig with Fox back in shit I don't know I was still in high school Fox in the box Mark Fox no Fox Fox, Fox, Fox Network. Network Fox Network yeah. all and right we actually we 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 won an Emmy we won an Emmy for that shit mm -hmm. so we got an Emmy for creative commercials for Fox damn and um and from there I, his partner back then ended up being um was carl mm -hmm. and carl owned a silk screening shop and um one of the dudes who rented a room inside his silk screening shop was this dude named keith and he had a little brand and uh it was called vicious and i ended up doing a little graphic for him and he fucking made shirts and he was already kind of he was already kind of big this was like before shit so he was already kind of a style he already had his overseas accounts mm -hmm. he was creating a lot of denim you know mm -hmm. a lot of denim and you know some shirts and shit and um and uh i did that and fuck dude that shit was fuck that was dope i was like damn that shit's fucking sick and i ended up fucking starting to work at carl's shop at his silk screening shop and i think i was like 14 so i started catching the trolley and going to his shop every day after work and i started learning how to do ruby separations the the ruby cuts and all that shit before there was computers this is all mm -hmm. pre-computer yeah, yeah, I mean, separate fucking, yeah. yeah all the separations that, wait, wait, by hand what does that mean ruby separation it's, okay. it's a it's a ruby paper so we used to have to cut every individual color on a t-shirt was cut out with an exacto knife, knife. out of this red film there yep. was no films or nothing it was none of that no. shit yet you every, had to separate everything by hand with the razor and create film god damn yeah and so that that I started I started You were fucking with stippling and all that shit too. Huh? All that shit, man. So your 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 shades would come in these sheets that would be tiny little dots that yep. would get thicker and thicker. And, and when you'd you look back, cut, it would look like a tone. So tone you would cut, right. cut little pieces out and, and tape and tape them onto the film and you, you would have to create your shading. Is how everything was right. created. This yeah. is how
all that shit was created. It wasn't just put the shit on a computer and no. print and you get all your shit out or or like they got you know like direct the printing direct shit. the printing no, shit. Didn't you have just that. put the file in and hit print and it, no. it comes out on your t shirt like this. We used to I put in work. Fuck. And you had to fuck up shit to learn it. Right. The other thing is you're talking about really like a uh, labor intensive shit, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. Man. So yeah. you can't come in with like 10 six color designs and be like, oh, these things are about That in itself was going to take them three weeks just to get your separations done, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you got to shoot the film. Then you got to burn the screens. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was major shit back then, yeah. dude. Oh, it was work. And wow. it cost money. You better be sure you want to make these t shirts because the whole thing costs a lot of money, bro, to do all that process. But it, but it was it was dope, man. It was it was a dope experience and a fucking super dope part of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I feel honored that I I was around way back then and got to experience and got to be around all that shit. Because these kids nowadays, these cats nowadays, they don't even have a fucking clue. Mm-hmm. They don't have a clue what we went through in them early days of fucking clothing and streetwear, man, and just just all the you know the cut and sew and the. <laughs> Get, do, dealing with the factories in LA and, and driving around and you know trying to find different fabrics in the in the in the alleys and you know and finding buttons and thread and fucking all this shit and man labels you'd have to make labels and you'd have to make thousands of fucking labels mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like oh I just need like two hundred and fifty pairs of jeans right now I'm just gonna, I just need two hundred and fifty labels <laughs> hell fucking no. you had to buy a fucking boatload of fucking labels and you had to sit them there and you, if you needed two hundred fifty pairs of jeans and you used two hundred fifty labels you still had about ten thousand labels left uh-huh. so uh, yeah good luck. Yep. Yeah, it was <laughs> all sorts of shit, bro. And just, I mean, guys like us weren't going to like business school or no, right. Or we even, had no. I never even graduated from me high either. School. I, I don't have a have diploma. A GED. I don't me neither. Shit, I don't have anything. Man. Nothing. No GED. No high school. Nothing. But uh, you're, well, but you're wait, making these. What? Go ahead. I was just gonna ask. Okay, that's. I understand that, but then in the process, you guys obviously developed some insights into business. You develop some insights in the clothing. Absolutely. Yeah. But but I'm just saying, I'm saying, yes. Yes, we developed insights. But the way to learn and learn those insights were usually through a lot of hard work, work. long right. hours, and fucking some shit up. Yeah. Right. But so what I'm I guess what I'm trying to get to at with that that question is like, mm. so today, right, yeah. we're, we're under a deluge of fucking seminars. Everybody can take a seminar, oh, go yeah. to band camp, learn to fucking blah, 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 mm. right? But for you, you actually, boots on the ground, yep. step by step, success, I mean, failure. What what did you, what insights do you think you pulled through from doing it that way, the long way? I still do things the hard way. Bobby yeah. tells me all the time, why don't you get to... Nah, I still work. I still, I'm still hands on. I still, I'm still spending hours at my printers and I'm still, I'm still there and I'm still making sure, trying to make sure everything's fucking right. I'm still, I still pack orders. You know, I'll still get in there and pack fucking orders for people and, you know, hit up their little papers and shit real quick. Like, yeah, I did that. What Uh causes you to do that? I love to work, man. What I, is I'm it? a Capricorn. I fucking love the work, man. <laughs> I love fucking work. I what, love it. What do you think that that's partially because your mom works so hard? That Probably, you... Maybe it could be. It what, could did, be. What, what did she do? She was uh, man, she did a lot At, in the in the early stages. She became uh, she was a paralegal for a while, and then um, 
I don't know, some something happened. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I was young. Something happened with that, and then she just ended up just working jobs. And when she she passed away in 2007, so when she passed during right before the time she passed away, she was actually working for the school district. But I mean, she worked for Home Depot. She worked at Home Depot. I mean, she worked at the school. She worked, mm-hmm. you know, in office. I mean. She did whatever she had to do, you know, she, whatever she could do, I guess. You know? And so right. do you think that that or is it from somewhere else where you got this? That and maybe it's my passion. My, yeah, I, I love it, man. I, I I love what the fuck I do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love it. Sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I'm like, fuck, man, I'm over this shit. Mm. But then there's but most of the time, like 90 percent of the time I, I do. I love what I do, man. I, I love to get up. And I like I said, at the end of the day. It's not about what the fuck I like either. It's about mm-hmm. the people around me and what I have to do. You know, this is man. I'm, I'm getting old, man. This is this is all I got. You know, it's not like I'm gonna change professions. At fucking, <laughs> almost fifty years old, like you know what? I'm gonna change professions, man. I'm I'm gonna go to school and learn a new trade. You mm-hmm. know, like this is this is what I this is what I do, man. I I I gotta give it my one hundred because. Like I said, there's there's people that that are relying on me, man. You know? yeah. And what about what about your dad? Where was he in your life? I, I ain't seen him since I was four. So yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I I my mother wasn't in my life, mm. so I understand to a certain extent that vibe of that feeling of like, you know. I can't really call it. I don't know. Yeah. Right? They ain't here. They should have been. Yeah. But they ain't here. But yeah. I got to live. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I got to succeed. I can't allow yeah, that I don't, to be. I don't, I don't, I, I'm never one of the people that's going to put blame on anything on, on any other person besides myself. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm my own individual. And, you know, anything, any bad choices I've ever made in life, I'm, I'm not going to blame all because I didn't have a dad and this and that. And, you know, I mean, I ain't going to do that. You know? Yeah. But, you know, what's interesting is, is like now that I have a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And she's 20 months right now. And I look at her and I think about my mom. And mm. I put myself like, I, I'm not blaming. I mean, dude, I do. I got my own thing. But yeah. I look at my baby and I think about how I feel about it. And I'm like, I don't, how could my mom mm. not? It puts a completely different spin on, on it's one thing to be the, the child and feel like, oh, that's not right, but I'm going to move on with my life, da, 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 da. It's another when you're looking at your own child and you get that feeling inside and you're like, how did my parent like ignore that? Did you ever sense that? Did you ever have that feeling? No. No, I never. That should never even cross my mind. I, I, I was at at a young age, I was content. I was running the streets. I was I had friends and I had my own little passions when I was a kid. So I was just I was a kid, man. About I, I was Again, we were all kids when we could all be kids. It's it's hard for these kids nowadays to be kids. Like these kids nowadays can't even do half of the shit that we used to be able to do. I mean, we yeah. go run around. We I'd be fucking seven years old. I I'd run around until it fucking was dark. You know, I come home. You know, like mm-hmm. fuck. Right. You can't do that, nigga. Yeah, I was my dad I, would tell me. My like, dad would tell me. I got grandkids that are that are ten, eleven. You know, seven. I I can't even imagine. My my granddaughter, she's freaking, she's ten. I can't imagine her running around at nighttime. You know, yeah, without, hell no. Without no like, way. dude, th- these days and times, man, this is this is a whole different breed out here, man, and it sucks, man, because it's it's like you got to treat it different too. You can't, 
It just ain't the same. It ain't the same, man, and it sucks. Speaking man. about it ain't the same and it sucks, what are your thoughts about Shock G passing away recently, oh, man? Oh, that sucks, man. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you were talking about, Steve, like, we in, I don't know if you talked to Dice about but, like, we had, like, a discussion about, like, it seemed like there's a lot of... Like fifty year old like oh, hip hop yeah, dudes. Are. Like, if they're fifty a lot of fifty year old all sorts of dudes dying. I mean not just neighbor. This last what what? Black Rob died. Black like, Rob, see? Yeah. Um Shock G, who somebody DMX. Right, DMX right mm. before that. I mean, man. But I'm starting to see people I you know, people I know. Yeah. That are like fifty four. Yeah. Fifty. Oh yeah. Now but but you want to know something for that? I gotta I gotta also when I say that I also have to make a very clear statement that uh, those people are living in a sort of a way or yeah, we're doing yeah. something that yeah. I have a very dear friend of mine. Shout out to Nick Leo, that's fifty, and he was running himself rampant. He smoked a pack and a half a day. All he did was pull over and get fast food. Yep. And at fifty, he has a heart attack. Yep. He has a stroke. A month later, he has a heart attack. heart attack. He's back working and doing right. his thing in a good place. Just just celebrated his fiftieth birthday last nice. week, you know. And it's um, and he was somebody who was really clear with like what it looked like pre this. Like this yeah. is what I was doing. And when I started looking at some of these people that are passing away, I know for a fact that there was a lot of that same living. Yeah. Eating whatever fuck you want, yeah. no exercise, yep. probably smoking a lot. There's drugs and alcohol definitely in the equation as yep. one. I think like, I don't think it's a complete mystery. And I think that yeah, we're gonna have some people that it's like, oh fuck, how, what, right? But I think that there's a. I, I said to Jumon last night, it's not normal that somebody at 57 dies. Yeah, right. that's not like there's something. You know what I'm saying? And obviously with like a DMX and even a Black Rob, there was issues, but uh. You it's, know what, man? The other part of it is, and I think we've forgotten this, and kind of like the pandemic a little bit brought it to the forefront, and that is life's uh, fucking got It's a chaos. It really is. Life, you're not guaranteed anything in life. No. There's no guarantees. No. And we operate, and we try to make things safe for our community a little bit, or our kids, or whatever, and you're mm -hmm. supposed to. I think about this all the time, guys. Yeah. I'm like... How much do I protect my daughter? And then, like, how much do I let the fire burn her a little bit because she needs to learn, right? Mm -hmm. She's 20 months, obviously. I'm yeah. not throwing her in the fire yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just a little bit in the oven. That's it. <laughs> but the point of the matter is, is like, but, but it doesn't matter all the management techniques you think you can do uh, mm -hmm. to get everyone around you cool. At the end of the day, life is a cold bitch sometimes. Oh, yeah, it is. And you can't call it. You could be healthy and drop dead. Oh, yeah. Or you could smoke crack and live to 99. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh, I, 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 I know some tweakers that have fucking outlived a gang of people. Right. Like, fuck. And I mean, they're in they fuck. They can make it to their 60s and smoke fucking meth every fucking day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like. Dude, here and here I got other people that, you know, like you say, they, they die in their 50s of, of, of cancer or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, damn, like, fuck, how the yeah. hell is that, man? Yep. Like, shit. But, I mean, what, it, what can we do? Yeah, I mean, what do you do? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a trip. Now, we're, <clears throat> we're in a time of kind of like, like what some of the theorists will call like a late stage capitalism, right? In this business place that we've been in but you've been in business now for decades so you've seen shit change oh yeah right? you started I, out I, with the stencils and all this other shit so okay 
So how would you describe, like, for Dice, right, a guy like you that's got some credibility, right, and some cachet, but also, you know, successful and all these other things, how would you describe, like, where we're at from, a, 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 like, in a clothing and in a business sense, like, in a style sense? I mean, me, style-wise and clothing, I, I mean, I've, I, I've stayed the same through, fuck, as long back as I can remember. I mean, my style never really changed, you know. I, mm -hmm. I'm still, when I have to get dressed, I'm still 501, some Nikes, and a fucking T-shirt, you know. Mm -hmm. um, baseball cap, I mean, it. My my clothing, I mean, you know what? I've tried to go at times sometimes. And all that shit ever did was bite me in the ass, man. I, I look at it, I almost look at it like some rappers, you know. Um, <laughs> some rappers, man, they 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 they're legends, you know, and they're legends, they're legends for the shit that they've done. Mm. And yet, sometimes they try to come back out, and they try to come in with the times, mm -hmm. and it just it just it just doesn't suit them, you know. Right. We we like you for what you are we don't, we don't, yeah self. we don't need you to change we mm. don't we don't need we can go get this if we want to listen to that, that right. you know yeah. we don't we don't we, we don't, need you to yeah, be that. we need you because i still want to listen to you right and i want to listen to you you know mm -hmm. i don't want to go listen you know and right. I, I i think almost you know in in that sense a west coast rapper or something i, I almost have to give probably biggest props out to i want to say dub c Dub C never fucking switched. He yeah, stuck to same. the script the whole time. You know he what? never switched it up. He he still raps the same and raps about the same shit that and and he still comes off hard as fuck. I you know when you're saying that and you might not like him as much as I like him, and, but he's only for certain things. Yeah, but he's never changed, and it's been decades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too short. Oh yeah, too short. Right? Too short. I mean that dude's yeah. just holding down his spot. He doesn't yeah. give he, a fuck. I mean, Guys, been retired. I mean, E42. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Go, it, it, too short's been retiring every yeah. year for the last <laughs> ten years. Right? It's like this is the last album, motherfucker, and then he comes out with another one. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying, and yet. And then clothing. And I mean, in clothing, I, I, I've, done, I've tried to change, and I've tried. Oh, I've, I've tried to go with this, tried to roll with the trends, and I've tried to act. <laughs> I, I've tried to add color to the to the line, and I've tried to do this and that, yeah. and it never. I, I have to always just turn back to the to to the G shit and the shit that I do because that's that's what fucking sells for me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, who is in your orbit, in your realm? Who's the person that's coming to you that's like, all right, guys, uh, look, man, you got to jump on this rainbow shit. It's <laughs> LGBT plus, man, and you got to fucking, and I got a deal on a thousand fucking rainbow <laughs> is it you? Is there someone in your life that's constantly I mean, trying to get you to do that shit? I mean, and the it's, it's me, but I mean, at, sometimes I, I feel like, okay, maybe I need to try to mm -hmm. change it up, and I mm -hmm. need to try to run with the times, and I need right. to try to do this and that, and every fucking time I try to do something like that, it just, it kind of bites me in the ass, so I just, I kind of gave up on it, I just, I just do what the fuck I do. Hey, hey, Bobby Tribal, do you, can you, uh, do you identify with that, can, can, hey, Steve, can you do what Old Blue Eyes is supposed to do and move that thing over to... Hey. 
Can you identify get him on? He was acting like he didn't want to be on with us. Uh, he just he's like a uh, fine line. You just gotta give him drips. Don't and be drive. afraid. Like drips don't act like that's something new either. <laughs> hey, you and me, we got a deal. Oh, okay. whoa! What's the deal? Get up on that mic. You know what the deal? Get up. Right. Okay, what's get the deal? On the mic. We can't talk about the deal. That's right. Let's get on the mic. Though. Yeah, that's okay. right. Oh <laughs> man, I wish I knew what this deal was, nah. Mister and Mrs. Earbuds. Hey, have you a Bobby Charlie? So, Babu. Hey, Babu. Hey, Babu. Dice was saying, like, look, man, I I got what I do real well, and so every once in a while, I get a wild hair up my ass, and I'm fucking like, ah, maybe, and then it does bites me in the ass. Do you identify with, or, or do you have an ability to like understand where you can move, or is your thing different than Dice's? So I think our shit's different than Dice's. How so? How so? Dice Dice has a, a market that's a little more gangster, I think, like more, more like neighborhood type stuff, like more than more than Triboy. I think like his his clientele is different. I mean, him and I have talked about that before. Yeah, Tribal has kind of we we can you know if, if colors are hot we can move into some colors mm-hmm. not a lot because it's sometimes the same shit that dice says happens to us too is we'll um you know try to do something and it doesn't work but sometimes yeah. we'll do something like right now um the 90s are coming back the, the colors and the characters and I'm seeing kids with baggy jeans again shit like that like mm-hmm. corduroys and shit like that so yeah, we're probably going to, because we did it in the 90s. It was something right. that we were one of the first people to do that shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to we're gonna fuck with that a little bit. Um, and Colors, last summer we did Colors, and they worked for us, surprisingly, because we had tried them before. Like Jay was saying, is is excuse me, we tried Colors, and they would sit on the shelves. Black would be gone, white, black and white all day. Excuse me, but then we'd end up sitting on the Colors. Mm. But... Um, I think now, but last summer it worked, and and late, you know, we, we've been fucking with some colors a little bit more that are working. Even the tie-dyed stuff worked for us, so um, mm. I think we're a little bit broader, um, just a different vibe, mm-hmm. a different right, different right. market, different different thing. Where where um, you know we all have our our customer base, and right. depending on, I think his. His distribution's broader than ours too. Like I think he distributes, I think more because of the distribution that he has mm-hmm. um, to different areas and and maybe a little more in the states than we do. Mm. Hey Dice, what do you do? Like, are do you still have like? Is there a thousand tie dye fucking shirts that are in a warehouse somewhere that you're sitting <laughs> no, on? Like, no. What do you do with that? Nah. What happens to that shit? Does that go to Thailand? Like, what do you do with that? Nah, they take it to a Thailand flea market. Cool. Jay, we've been to Thailand. Uh, Thailand no, no, I'm cool. not yeah. trying to say anything about Thailand. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm trying to say, when you got a bunch of shit that won't sell, what do you do with it? I call Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, 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 I call Ross and Ross takes that shit. How does you that know People talk it's shit a, about Ross. I don't. They I've save never, people's lives. Yeah. They keep companies alive. Yeah, they do that, and you could go in there and you could find like Versace shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like you could find some real shit in there. I I've never sold to them, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you could go in there and how does a find, Ross deal you work? Find all the top brands in there. Generally, like how does that work? A Ross just like deal? any, just like any other deal. I, I mean, mean just but like so any other. They they buy a, a chunk and they and you no say, they distribute it differently though, don't they, guys? Like, yeah, they they, they they have they have they they have Ross between Ross and Didi's. It's a lot of stores, mm-hmm. probably like fifteen. But they'll put like only a couple in each yeah. store. Oh yeah, you trust me. I I 
you'll probably never find. You'll they know how to yeah, make it yeah. disappear. It disappears. They make yeah, it disappear. You'll never see it. I mean, there's so many stores they can buy. They can put a shirt, one shirt, in in you know however many stores. Now it's one shirt out of a thousand shirts they got in their racks, and eventually that shirt will just somebody will come in and they'll buy it, and that shirt will be gone. And nobody will nobody will know. Ever know. Yeah. No, but they do that, and they 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 kind of model that to you. When you go to them with a brand, and they're kind of telling you how they can protect you. They say you. That, that, that that their customer, they look at it like a treasure hunt. Because you go right. in there, and you never know what you're going to well, get. Well, right. You could, and, get, you could and, go in there and find a gem. And and then they kind of throw out their kind of what he said. They're like, uh, got, you know, 400 doors, and we're going to drop, you know, uh, 1,000 T-shirts into 400 doors. Right. Like, because it's, it's like a, three T-shirts on the floor. And they're like, he's like, all right, I get it. See, and that's kind of how it different, goes. So it's a different message to the customer if they go into one shop and see a hundred of the same shirt. Oh yeah, versus, right. versus that's what they're telling you is not going to happen. Right. Versus the, chance, the other messages is that this accidentally went in. We got one or two. Versus and, they're going under. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. But you know, to, I love Ross. Yeah, yeah, man. Those, but like you could be sitting on a thousand. Uh, tie-dye shirts in small yeah. yeah right right and then you've got some purple green and they're a mixed assorted i got 72 small i got 400 mediums <laughs> yeah. right yeah and that's the deals that they'll they'll buy from you like if you can negotiate it and they're just like we'll give you three dollars for every single piece and you take it because you're getting you're you're getting close to getting your money back. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Rather than that Sit, sitting on a fucking and then it sits on the shelf and after a while the the fucking the shit just falls to shit and it ain't worth nothing no mm-hmm. more. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're and, better off and they'll find somebody that'll buy it. Right. Yeah. And it'll disappear. And right. somebody out there will have that fucking green or purple fucking shirt in a medium. <laughs> <laughs> what size do you wear, Juman? Uh, I'm a small. Oh, okay. I'm a small, actually. Damn. But I'll take a medium. You know, I'm a petite dude, and I didn't realize that. I, I've been fat in my life. Like, I was a, I'm right now at 142 pounds. But I was 190. Same I, height. I, I, I wanted to tell you that. I was, but, too. I wanted to tell you. <laughs> there was a point in time at, uh, at Famous, right, when I was sales managing and I used to bring these. We'd have these sale. We'd have these uh, company set. We'd have these meetings where every, all our sales reps would all come. Yeah. And at the at warehouse office at Travis's, and uh, and I would walk these guys around the warehouse, and I'd be like, "You see what we got here? Do you see that?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's the t-shirts. You see, you see what that? Is? Oh yeah, that's last spring's t-shirts." And I'd be saying to these guys, and I'd be like, "No, that's not what's there." Go. That's thirty thousand dollars right there, and that right there is another twenty thousand. Wait, right there is thirty thousand. Right wait, there. wait, 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 wait. You're telling me mm-hmm. you would be leading like some dudes in a warehouse, like seven, eight salespeople, right, through our warehouse, right? Are you wearing like, like, no, like, I'm wearing. Come a on, you got like a riding crop and a fucking like a blowhorn and a fucking co- director pants, and you're like, look, what the fuck do you see right there? I yeah, think like I did it. Did I think I did it, and we had. Though. We did. <laughs> we had no. I think we had moved all. It was a spring meeting, and we had moved all of holiday from the year prior to uh, one side of the warehouse. I fucking wish. Right? I, and when they were all in there, I'm pointing. Hey, you know what that is? And they're like, No, what's that? Hey, you know what that? And Susie's like, Oh, yes, these are pieces from last holiday. Hey, do you know what this is? It's only something. And then I fucking shut everybody down. <laughs> he goes, you know what that is? And they're like, what? Go, it's like a quarter million fucking dollars of shit that you guys didn't fucking sell. 
It's a quarter million dollars sitting right there. Everybody got back to their pads that week. Started selling that shit. I fucking love that. Hey, you you got to look at it like it's money. Of course. Right, Dice? Yeah. You got to look at those goods like they're money. And that that goes also for when people come in and they want to get hooked up and they you gotta look at it like the money it's like I, t- I tell my boys here I go dude every time you give somebody some shit it's the same as handing them cash sure. cause everything you know these people assume a lot of people assume that we get the shit for free it's cr- hey listen let me tell people you people assume yeah. that they get it for free listen, yeah, we that. get it for free right yeah and, and we can just give it yeah, to yeah, them you're in business free. and uh, they just give us free they shit. give you free shit cause yeah, you make so much you should give it to them yeah Listen, you guys might... <laughs> That's the craziest way of reasoning I've ever heard. Yeah, well, <laughs> they get it for free. They're in their clothing business. They get that shit for free. Yeah, right? it just falls yeah, out of the sky. It costs them like... Out of the hey, it costs them like a nickel to make it. Hey, let me tell yeah. you. Hey, let's just hand out nickels. Yeah. Right. right. You know what, though? It, it, here's, a, here's a pro tip for Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. If you're hanging out with Steve Lucky Luciano and he's actually asking you questions... Look out. Like, if, you, if you're walking with him, he's like, hey, what's that over there? Hey, what's that over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> you're getting, getting ready for the buzzsaw. Yeah, it's coming gonna, down. Yeah, he's going to flip that shit on you. Hey, and you want to know what's even more fucked up? Mm. I'll tell you something. Now, it's fucked up because they look at people in the clothing business and they go like, yeah, clothing just falls out of the sky. They're making a million of those in China. They give you an extra 100000 and you just give them away, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Day. Okay. When you're an attorney, motherfuckers get real pissed when you don't want to <laughs> give them an answer. Because you're like, well, where's my 300 fucking bucks? Mm. They're like, you already know it costs you nothing. I'm like, man, it does cost me something. <laughs> I know we're cool, mm. and I know you're trying to get some insight on us. Somebody, but let me tell you something. I could tell you the answer right now. It's right here. But I need to see some <laughs> fucking cash on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true, but they get butt hurt. Some of my friends get butt hurt because they're like, wait, why don't you tell me? I'm like, you want to pay my fucking insurance? You want to go home to my Chapina and tell her I gave away a free one? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, that happens. That happens all over the place. How long have you known Dice, Bobby? Long ass time, like thirty years or some shit. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys ever arm wrestle? Since he was, I'll beat his ass all the time. <laughs> so Dice's Dice's arms are probably the size of my thighs. Is that true? <laughs> Is that muscle or what is that? Nah, it, he's a big dude, man. I yeah. mean, I can't tell you hey, sitting now. Everyone's my leg, big. My to legs me. are about as big as your arms. Yeah, <laughs> so we're the opposite. That's right. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. No, but um, no, we, I don't think we've ever arm wrestled. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No. Right. You know what's interesting that that I have both of you guys in this room. How you guys brought up the thing about like trying, trying to. Uh, do new shit. Trying to do new shit, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, as I come up with the, I, I get a backer to back me up on Supermax, and I, I'm approaching relaunching Supermax, and uh, I'm paying to have all this artwork recleaned up, all stippling, all that shit. And as we're doing it, I gotta call a client, guys. I'll be right back. I had a make that three hundred bucks. I know that when Supermax, I, I, I'm, I'm getting that, that, that vibe. When Supermax was out there, bro, mm. people were scared of it and they weren't ready for it. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, maybe. it was it was ahead. It right. was it was way ahead. And I'm thinking in my head, all right, I think now people are gonna receive this gangster shit a mm. little bit. They're gonna be more open, at least maybe the younger. Yeah, but from what I understand, you're mm. you're uh, you're trying to take it to a different, higher 
Well, yeah, there's a little bit higher, but but not so much. That was my my idea on like, all right, I felt like I wanted it to be a. I wanted I wanted more people to be able to wear the brand. And when we did the shirts, bro, we did fucking eight or seven designs, all rasa, mm-hmm. and we did three designs of brothers. And we did that for a reason. This was yep. back in the day. This was back when we were doing because it was hoods for the yeah. hood, not yeah. just you know. Yeah. And uh, so when we did it, as I started to approach it, I'm like, man, dude, like, you know, some people are like, yeah, it's, it's scary. It's still like dramatic, and you got to be like a certain type of dude still to wear that. I was like, damn, I'm trying to open it up. And I remember, like, I made a decision to do a lot of my my black shirts with the original artwork. I was gonna do them like traditional and classic classical but then i was like man I, I had these ideas in colors of hoods i wanted to do in multiple colors that and areas i wanted to move to and i was like i had to um bring on an artist that was like a white dude that got me and kind of get grew up in, in in southern california and got like street culture but he had this whole other creative trip of his own and I almost needed, and he did my hoodies for me. He's yeah. the guy that laid out my hoodies. And it was like, all I told him was I like, I go, I don't want to scare everybody. I want my brand. I want these hoodies. So I want it to look approachable from anybody. Yeah. I want anybody to feel like they can wear these hoodies. And so we just kind of came out in a different direction. It's like I relaunched the brand and so many people didn't even know what the brand was. So it was a completely new for them. They had no preconceived notion of it. And it's kind of worked. It's worked well for me, but I've. Uh, it's just like in the past, I remember Joker and them trying to jump on a trend that wasn't theirs and how that shit would always fucking fail. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that I think there's a lot to say for sticking in your lane and knowing your lane and knowing mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. But there's this weird kind of like thing and it was like I, I've been trying to open up and not be so scary or core sounds to me like you're almost opening a whole new lane because what jay does or what dies are you you guys been calling him dies jay (laughs) i call him jay his name's jay but i call him dies too i call him a lot of things okay he calls (laughs) me yeah yeah, he calls me a lot of things obviously you ain't calling him late for dinner (laughs) nah but um, yo, you guys could talk about the dietary stuff later because he's he's going through some changes too. Yeah, yeah. Some positive. So we're gonna talk change. about it in a minute, right? Yeah. But um, what was I saying? Oh, the lane. Yeah. So, the lane creating. So he he had he has like, and him and I like I said we see his market and we can we he knows his yeah, market better I'm, than anybody and he that's his shit he ain't that's he's happy there right that's his lane right, right, right. and I don't you know I don't really get too far too much into that lane mm-hmm. and so we're we're kind of in a lane mm-hmm. so what you're doing to me sounds like a whole new lane conceptually with you know your hoodies and you're you're making those like you're the way you're you're producing them the quality the pricing your price points obviously going to be more exclusive sure so i think it's a it's a different lane because of the Premium. The culture is attached sure. to it, and you're doing something that's at a premium, like yeah, you said. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and the market is is a different market, that, a different market that, that I think is ready for it too. Mm. If it comes out of you know where it's coming from, I think yeah. it'll I think it'll work. 
but it's definitely it, it i think it's you're creating a new lane i i i but i find it i just like what you said dice like you know you're just sticking to what you know and you're doing what you do and you know this and i'm not gonna i mean try I, and be somebody else i've tried to do it a, a lot of times and it's like i said it's bit me in the ass and i'm, I'm at the point in time in my life i'm 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 not trying to take crazy gambles, you know? I mean, the the way the economy and the way the world is right now, I'm like, man, I'm I'm, I'm good. You know what 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 I do and what I've been doing if if and I know it works and I mean I I got I got my numbers, I got sales numbers that fucking that Back show that. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, and I I can see on my sales numbers what's not working. Okay, this shit sure. didn't work. Sure. Which I mean, you never know either. Like right. Dude, I'll drop a fucking shirt and it'll be like Oh, this shirt's gonna be badass. You know, it's gonna fucking kill it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, that shirt didn't do shit. Right, right. Fuck. Oh, that happens but, to me too. But this shirt, Fuck but this shirt over, yeah. On. But this one over here, what the like? What the how the hell did that happened? But you it know? could also be uh, if you know from a wholesale point of view, it could be one customer. It, it could be. It could be that. I mean, it. You have to remember my my clientele, the customers in the in the stores that we deal with. I mean. A lot of them are, are, you know, still older Asian buyers, mm-hmm. you know, um, older Middle Eastern buyers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, they're not they're not that young, that young, cool, fucking hip kid that owns a store. But that, they know their shit. That knows. But, I mean, again, they yeah, they know. They, they know their they, customers. They know their but customers. They don't, they don't care what's on the, on, like, they, they kind of know what they're buying. They know that it's selling. They know that they're making money. They need to go find another shirt that kind of looks, looks like, like that, that. One because they know they can That's why that I, that's why I was telling Lucky about that. I mean the 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 customers in in the shirts, my customers, they go to me for what I got. They would go to Bobby for what he has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they would go they would go to whoever uh for what they got, you know, and they they stick to me for what I, when I try to do something outside of my box, like oh, they're I can, turned off by it. Yeah, they're, they're like, yeah. oh, they're like, oh no, because if I want that, I just right, I can, I can go to LRG, like I, can, Dr. I can go to whoever, like you know, Dr. I can go to that. Dre's, that's you know? like Dr. Dre's last album. I think <laughs> you get it, like Dr. Dre to me, his last album. He should have did Dr. Dre. Yeah, he should. The whole world thought he was going to yeah. do Dr. And Dre. And where everybody's fucking pumped up, waiting for Dr. Dre. They're waiting for the chronic type shit, you know, that mm-hmm. Dr. Dre sick shit. And he came out trying to sound like all well, this new That's the same conversation that's... we just yeah, no. we just had no. that conversation well, too I, about I had to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I tell you yeah. a couple of different things. I mean, dude, he was talking about the first time he ever had his art printed onto a t-shirt. Yeah. And it made me think of like, wow, the first time I printed and saw the shirt. It was like, it was like to me only Ralph Lauren and Nike like those people could do this and like I don't know I was blown I was but I was, was sprung that, from you, the moment was were you just before jail or after jail? No, it's before. Before it's a supermax. Oh, okay. I thought I didn't know if you did that. I can't. I done jail I time, but I just keep just, track of it. No, I had done plenty of jail time up to uh. super, but this is prior to prison. Oh, okay. So at Supermax, when we first did the Supermax first shirts, the very first one, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. I came up with this I remember this seeing it's that 432F. Oh. Yeah, what was, right. that was what, 90... Fuck. The one that was, the 95, one that, 96? The one that was in the... 96? Um, 
The produce place. Yeah, the produce building. Oh, well, or that was no, no, it was, it was before because it was in the St. James. Yeah. They, you guys were in uh, St. Oh, James. Then we're talking about you saw you saw uh, not guilty first. Did I? I remember no, not guilty. Not guilty. That, that was in ninety three. Yeah. Ninety three. Ninety three and ninety four. No. What I saw Supermax. I know I saw Supermax in the four thirty two F show. The one that was in it's the 96. Produce, produce building. It was oh, 96. Okay. Well, it was 96 then. Okay. Yeah. With but, yeah, I that. Oh, yeah. But, well, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that just that feeling got me sprung, man. It got me sprung. Just like on, like, the whole thing about which shirt's going to do good, what's not. Like, it's the whole game of garments that... Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. And we're I mean, all you have, you have to, here you for have the to same think, reason. All three of us were we're pre we're pre internet, so we yep. didn't even we couldn't even put shit out there and just test the waters. Like, no. we had to run fucking we ran production and fucking and Hoping ran that shit, and, and then you know hope we got fucking phone calls or hope right. we got yep. you know shit that right. people wanted to buy that shit. And, and I mean, it was a long process because you had a mail you couldn't just oh. <sighs> Check your email. There were no emails. Mm-hmm. You had to mail motherfuckers catalog on the phone, yeah. talk to people. Yep. Yep. And I remember going with fucking rolling racks yeah. up to stores and looking for yeah. buyers or yeah. managers All and, up and, down and coming back and forth and calling and they don't answer. Oh, we switch buyers and what time are they going to be here? And you're bringing the whole rack and you're, you know, you're trying to show the line, right? Yep. Yeah, you I look mean, good. Yeah, and, 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 none of, and here's the fucked up part, man. i tell you something, man. The whole time I was doing Supermax, the whole time I was doing fucking Not Guilty, I couldn't even get the contact from Mr. Rags from anybody. Fuck anybody else. Nobody was giving anybody shit. Nobody. I had to go and find every independent. Nobody was giving up. Like, these days, these motherfuckers well, all have, like, that, Tilly's that might, number. That might be a good thing, because Mr. Rags ended up going bankrupt. bankrupt. And and they, the gang they, of they, they owed us $250,000. Yeah. Well, but what I'm saying well, is kind of nobody a lot of was money. giving up. Yeah. Nobody was like, these days? It just seems like these. maybe it's the internet. They're able to directly reach out yeah. to, like, Zoomies. And, yeah. and these are guys that have been in business a month. Yeah. So it wasn't like that, dude. They were holding that shit tight. Nobody was giving you up the information. And the best we could get to was independent stores on the West Coast. Then you get some in Texas. And yeah. you get, you know, you get your thing. You know what I mean? Then you would look in because we knew some people in New York. Only because we knew Fat Joe and that. Yeah. Do we get into Sammy's and yeah. a couple of these. Yellow you know, Rat Bastard. Yellow Rat Bastard where they rob you. and you know, But it was like. <laughs> We what? couldn't get to chain stores. You said where they rob you. Where they rob you. They sell you the advertisement <laughs> party. That Right? Yeah. We're giving you this. Yeah. Give us that. And then you never get there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. That's right. No, yeah, that's, I, I, I kicked out his... Uh, they, we went. And then he hides from you. When you go to New well, York, Joe, you right? can't keep uh, catch up with the dude. So we go out there. And, and it was Eric uh, Hayes. Yeah. Tells me, you're going to get burned. You're going to get burned. And Esteban and me are both in New York. Esteban ends up leaving. He's like, you got to collect that money. And I was, kept on going every couple hours to see this guy at the store. Rubbers, what, what was his store? Yellow Rap. Yellow Rap Bastard. And I go, go, never in there. He's avoiding me. And he knows I'm in town to collect this money. <laughs> hey, bro, I kicked that, that fucking, they're huge glass fucking, I fucking kicked in that fucking, one of their fucking store windows. I was like tired of waiting. That was right on Broadway. Right on Broadway, dude. Yeah. I kicked the fucking store one one and walked away. I was like, I'm gonna fuck this dude. Somehow he's gonna pay for something. Dude. So did you guys ever get paid? No. Nope. He used to he he would pay us 
or we wouldn't ship them more. So we had this them on was a, a one-time deal on with them. Short lease. Oh, okay. It was like a one-time deal. We shipped them the goods. Was was his name Joe? I don't even remember. I think I that was shit. he was but related. Know, man, to, I think these, he was related to Ill Bill. All these things, dude. Then it's then it's you know, man. You you made a lot of good points though, Dice. Like when your shit is hot, people are holding the money for your brand. Yeah. And when you're hot, you got to strike when you're hot, and you got to stay on that shit, man. And your dollars can easily just get moved over. If you yeah. can't show up and do it, yeah. they'll and find another place to spend your money. Yeah. And there's, I keep on saying to myself, there's younger, hungrier dudes below oh, yeah. me. Oh, yeah. So if I can't make it happen, they're oh, trying just, to slip my throat I mean, anyways. Just think of how, how hungry we were back <laughs> in them days. Right. Running around. Fuck, fuck. We were hungry. We were running around. Shit. We oh, were all yeah. over the place. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we were like these dudes now. I mean, we went to Magic. We had all the homies. We, we had our entourage. You know, and, and yeah, there work. was no internet. We couldn't just go and snap a fucking picture for Instagram. Bam. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, like. Wow. Fuck, we we had to go out there and hustle, and I mean, you were happy if your photo ended up in a magazine yeah. somewhere, oh, right? Shit, look. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh shit, yeah, or somebody's rocking that shit in a magazine, right? But oh, I mean, it, now it wasn't I mean, easy, man. these kids are they're young. For one, they're young. They have all that fucking energy that we used to have, and they they have fucking internet, yeah. and they're half of them are techie and fucking smart. Way more tech yeah. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and different. it's like shit, man. It's it, it was like us back in the days but on steroids now you know yeah a hundred percent damn dog sleeping in u-haul trucks oh remember, packing remember blankets that one time risky got the u-haul and he got the u-haul and oh should i i don't know if i could say this it was yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a long time ago so, so you can say <laughs> so he would rent the u-haul trucks make sure he had the right insurance <laughs> they would rent it under i don't know who would rent it for him and he would just do throw ups and right third rail and risk all over just fully and then cruise it all through around trade show. <sighs> and then you turn it turn it back in and go like some taggers. God, they <laughs> did a whole piece. Yeah. They actually did it in my company's name, which is the part that trips me out. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe this shit? Yeah. He, dude, he had good ones. That yeah. Cat, shout out my brother Risky. Yeah, he, shout he, out he, to him. He, he had the good ones, dog. That dude would come up with some shit. Like, how the fuck do you think of that? That's just, I mean, you can, but that's. Oh, that was, boy. That was, that was risk, so. Tell me, tell me about, uh, you were telling me a little bit earlier. Me, this dude's a complete vegan. I went vegan, vegetarian about a year and a half ago. Esteban did. Esteban did the same thing. And then uh, uh, OG Lepke, Big Lep. Kenny he's kind of Kenny's kind of in Kenny's in it. Lepke's kind of like he eats a little bit of like chicken and stuff, uh -huh. but he's primarily, and everybody was doing it for very similar reasons that you were doing. Either the motherfuckers started getting some kind of pains, yep. and fucking shit started to break the fuck down. Um, there was something that was causing some internal like, eh, you know what, man maybe they're right or maybe yeah. that's not working out or and you're made you've made some changes dice i just recently made some changes man i mean it's been like it, it ain't been long it's only been two weeks but mm -hmm. i mean it's two weeks this is yeah. the longest it's the longest i've ever gone on on this and you know what man I, it, it's good man I, I i fucking love it you know what did you change I cut out caffeine, so I cut out coffee. I mean, every day I was drinking at least two cups of coffee in the morning. 
I go to the shop. I do some work. I crack open a monster around eleven or something. Sugar free. They are sugar free. Um, and sometimes I would end up cracking open another one like around three o'clock or so because I needed. You know, I, I was probably coming down off the caffeine from earlier, and I just need I needed to finish off my day, so I crack another one, man. And I was doing all that and. So, I mean, I cut caffeine out completely. That was just wake up one day. And the, the first few days was hell, man. I had, dude, I didn't even, I wanted to bury my head in the pillow, man. I had headaches Oof. from hell. Yeah. It was rough. But, I mean, I got through it. I'm on freaking two weeks now, no caffeine, uh, no soda, no, I don't, I, you know, Bobby knows we, I love chocolate. I love sweets. I haven't had no sweets, no chocolate, no nothing, no ice cream, no, none of that. Mm. Um, I cut out all red meat. I haven't had, I've had zero red meat in two weeks now. So I've just had, you know, I'll, I'll have, uh, chicken and I'll have some fish occasionally, mm-hmm. but it's mainly man, just fruit and veggies, man. Yeah. Yeah. But how you, huh? he, he, I think he made the change cause he wasn't, I wasn't so feeling hot. good, man. I, I, yeah, I, I woke, I, one day, man, my, I was getting some really bad chest pains and I've always kind of, and I, I know my family, I, I has history of you know heart attacks and mm-hmm. heart problems and shit so yeah I, I i was getting bad chest pains one day and i was you know i couldn't breathe i was having problems mm-hmm. breathing and i started getting anxiety i started kind of freaking out and mm-hmm. and um my wife was like we gotta go to the er and i was like man no nah, i don't want to go to the er mm-hmm. and i was like you know what and that was on a that was on a saturday and fucking sunday i woke up and i was like you know what done and I, I just did. I so far, I cold turkey, man. I just. But you were you you like to drink, but you're not like a drunk. You don't drink a lot, but you you have a good time. You have a couple of beers or, or uh, a cocktail now on and occasion. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you I, wasn't not not out of control. Seventy five percent of the time. I mean, I twenty five percent of the yeah, time, yeah. I'm kind of over yeah, the top you, you and have, fucking wasted. I'll tell you, you what, know? but j- j- he is a fun ass drunk. <laughs> this motherfucker just gets he's just funny and a great time when he drinks but sometimes yeah until oh, until yeah. you until you hit a switch and then it yeah, then yeah. it can well, go all bad that, yeah, really bad but can you get your foot off the cord lucky did you smoke do you, how about weed smoking weed you know what I, I couldn't i never could do weed ever since back in the days man i i couldn't i couldn't do weed but then i was never really like a i i, I never really liked the the mellowness you know mm-hmm. Slow me down too much. Yeah, slow me. Down. I always like to, you know, I liked alcohol, you know, and back in the days, I, you know, I liked the other shit that mm-hmm. fucking got me going. And mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, I was never really a weed. I, I never really dug weed, right? You know, right. I got some stuff you might like though. It's it's uh, um, th liquid THC mm-hmm. that is kind of a, it's very different, mm-hmm. more you know, high if you. Mm-hmm. Depends on what you mix it with. Yeah, gummies. There's certain gummies that are good if you have problems. I mean, sleeping. gummies and shit. I mean, those are. Oh, well, remember that yeah. one time we yeah. ate a gummy? Yeah, and we just thought, oh shit. Yeah, we had a gummy we'll like, me a gummy. No, like at one, one in the or, afternoon. We had one or two, right? Yeah, yeah that shit didn't hit gummies. us until oh. like five o'clock, five thirty. We were this... all driving home. We were like, oh fuck. <sighs> I'm on the, the freeway in traffic, and I'm like, dude, where the what the fuck's going on? Yeah, we were, and we all call you, dude. 
And we were all fucking <laughs> flipping out about the same time. Like, dude, yep. are you fucking serious? I'm like, oh, that shit, shit took like fucking four fucking hours to yeah. kick in. And yeah. then it just yeah. kicked in. Bah! And this was like, gummies were kind of a new thing still. Mm-hmm. Like, How long ago was this? A couple years ago? No, like, more than a couple years ago. Probably about three. Yeah, probably about three. Was it? Yeah, probably about three oh, I years ago. it was ago. longer. But... Yeah, man, that that. But gotcha. there's some shit now. Like, are, are you eating like, gummies? Are you eating edibles? I, I eat gummies every night. I eat at this to go one. to sleep. Yeah, it, dude. I'll they knock you, you right out. Indica. Um, and and the beautiful thing is, my parents were on. My parents, my mom's eighty, my dad's eighty-two. They were on. My dad was on some shit to calm him down, anti-anxieties, shit to help him sleep, mm-hmm. like Xanax, all. And um, and my mom was on some shit to help her sleep too. And I introduced my mom to gummies mm-hmm. at first and she was like oh no 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 because you know yeah they're old so school, she was, man. She was, and i go just try it i'm gonna sit right here with you you're not gonna get it was just pure cbd mm-hmm. you're not gonna get high you're not gonna so i i gave her you know a gummy or two i don't know it was one gummy and we sat there a couple hours later we we're watching tv or something and i go hey so how do you feel and she goes what how, how do i feel like what do you mean <laughs> what are you talking about what are you talking about yeah i go Remember you ate that? She goes, oh, I feel good. Mm. I'm like, you feel relaxed? She goes, yeah. Mm. So they started on just the pure CBD. Mm. And then I introduced them to um, later my dad to the ones that have a little bit of THC in it Mm -hmm. that will actually help to activate the CBD and help them sleep Mm -hmm. more, Mm -hmm. sleep better, sleep Mm -hmm. longer, deeper. Mm -hmm. So he started with those. And my dad eats two a night they're completely off that prescription shit no more more, like anything that they buy at the pharmacy to help them sleep or to help them with their anxieties Mm. my dad's found different types of thc cbd combos Mm -hmm. that he and he'll just you know if my dad's being like mean or grumpy to my mom my mom just goes, I'm just going to go give him a gummy. Yeah, like, yeah, so that, yeah. that puts Call, it, you know, and, it's, and, I, and that's better than, you know, going to have like a scotch or something. Right. You know what I mean? Or go eat a Xanax or a Vicodin, whatever the fuck they were. My daughter has eating. anxiety, right? And she got diagnosed when she was like oh, 16 with anxiety and tried to give her meds. She's like, no, 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 no. She tried to figure out on her own. And I think somewhere around 19, 20 in college. She tried the pen. Somebody tried the pen. What was in the pen? Indica, Uh THC. And she, now she's like, she tells me four or five days out of the week at nighttime, when I'm all done with everything, I'll usually, she does edibles now. She doesn't even use the pen. But she'll do it to calm down. It takes away her anxiety. You got to be careful with that. Really, really emphasize careful with edibles. So you have to kind of find find your dose. Yeah, she's, she, you, she you already can, knows some, some of the best highs I've ever had were on edibles and mm. some of the worst yeah. or most dramatic highs I've ever had yeah. were on edibles. Yeah, a couple hundred grams Bobble, of that My shit. son bobbles like that too. Like he would get anxiety and, you know, have some issues with that. And he started first with the CBD and then also the indica, the pens and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would rather have him... You know, doing that, he's he's eighteen. You know, then on pharmaceuticals, then somebody trying to give them some some shit. Yeah. To, you know, like it's right. it's better that they do that as long as they get their work done and do what they're supposed to do. And they're not just, I think that's a big you know, thing. I think that's a big sign of anything like that. Your you know your kid or somebody you know, like hey, if you're, I remember even saying it to my son. He was like, you know, we we weren't gonna tell him you can. You know, he was in high school. He was in eleventh grade. He smoked a little weed. 
people drink on the weekends. Like kids yeah. were doing that. And we were me and Jessica were like, even me with Megan, like, well, we've got to be realistic. So I remember telling Vincent, like, hey, if this is what's happening, we can be, as long as you can still maintain your school, your grades, your baseball, your all your activities, if none of that's gonna suffer and doing doing all right. Yeah. That, but we're going to know when it's when you don't have control over it because these are the things that are going to start suffering. And, dude, it was day and night. Right away. Bam. Yeah. The mm. fucking ditching. The fucking drops out of the... It was like, and I think that that's like... I think it is a, a, a decent test. Not 100%. But if you can continue to do it, you can, can show up for your life in a responsible manner. And I think that's where an alcoholic or an addict yeah. really can't. Mm. can't. But I think that depending on what it is that they do... So, like, my, for example, my son's a, he's a musician. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's an artist, and he comes here, and he works, and he does some, sometimes he just does repetitive shit all day right. at work. And then he's into, like, gaming and the shit that he does. You know, he has right. a job, he, he has his hobby and his music, and goes home and does his chores and all that type of shit. That could possibly put him in that sort of state of mind to help him. But if he's got to do something that's maybe he's got to study some shit, go to school and, you know. So you're talking about more of it can keep you complacent. It can Sometimes it can help. Sometimes it can fuck you up. Sometimes keep you complacent, it, right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, you're asking. Sometimes it's good for you. There's some artists that can't function. And you know Absolutely. this as well as I do. And so does Jay. There's a lot of mm-hmm. people that, that we all know that can't paint or work or draw or do tattoos unless they're high yep. or they've had a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. And I've known backwards too. I know people that tried to sell me on I've got to get loaded to be creative or get high, and then they get high and they're just not yeah. getting the work done. Yeah, you know. But so. then, but then, some backwards. of the greatest shit that are you know music and even you know tattooers artwork was done on, high. Uh, high on heroin. Right, sure. On heroin, on yeah, that. Like some of the, the greatest music ever made. Sure. Look at, were on heroin. Look at the biggest ja- a lot of the biggest jazz artists. Yeah, you know? and, you know, rock and roll. And, you know, um, and that's, you know, that's a that's, whole other story. That's true. I think that that's definitely true. I think a lot about what you guys are saying because, you know, uh, I have a kid and she's 20 months and I'm like, ah, you know, how am I going to man? You oh, know, what God, am I, dude. You imagine the shit that we've seen, you and mm-hmm. I, and since our kids were, uh, Vincent's, I think, about the same age as, 27, no. as my daughter. Mm-hmm. And the shit that I've seen and he's seen in, the li- in their lifetime in, in regards to, like, technology and social media and society in general and just, fuck, dude, in 20 years, imagine what you're going to see when she turns Crazy. 18, 19, You're going to go through some changes. You know? There's no doubt that I'm going to go through some changes. This is why I put so much emphasis on form versus content. The emphasis because things change, man. Things change so fast that if mm-hmm. you get too caught up with the content of things, <laughs> then shit will change on you and you're you might have no point of reference. Mm. But if you understand and when I talk about form and content uh, content, I'm talking about um the actual delivery methods of information or whatever if you focus more on how the infrastructure is set up or thought you know like for instance you know dice's you know his value system how he's structured or yours you know bobby how you've got a certain structure to the way you approach things 
the way that you've developed this thing and some of that structure has developed over time based on trial and error and blah, 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 blah. So in thinking about how fast things are going to change on a rapid basis, I think about, okay, well then I, I personally, in my personal time, I genuinely study philosophy and I'm not just talking about like Sun Tzu, Art of War bullshit. I'm talking about like legit, brand new, newer shit. Uh, and think about structures of thought because I'm thinking about my daughter. I'm thinking about how am I going to present? What, what's the brand new newer shit? Okay, just, just a couple. Not, not not like not. Okay, I mean this. Is, I didn't mean to open a can of worms. Uh, on lucky, Dice's show. Lucky, lucky, <laughs> no, lucky, it's lucky. Looks at me and he says, "Uh oh." Uh oh. I want to know. No, I mean just a book. Let's okay. Well, let's just rephrase the question. So one book <laughs> title, the newer shit. Like the what what you think like beyond the art of war type like if you could tell somebody read this, you better give him two or three. No, no, wait. Look, he's struggling, dude. Look, he's rubbing his face. <laughs> he ain't struggling. Look, he's rubbing his eyes. Hmm. He's got his his gears are just fucking going, dude. He's had two cups of coffee, a Red <laughs> Bull, four cups, four of, cups coffee. of coffee, and I've six a, Red Bull. Yeah, and six a Red, Red Bull. And now, yeah. Here we, I mean, Steve's with me a lot, so he understands that the struggle isn't pulling the pulling the titles. The struggle is how do I tell people? Mm. What am I? What am I really going to tell people? In the same way that B Bobby, you might when you're like thinking about art, mm. right? And someone's like, "Well, just give us it," and you're like, uh, "You know, what do you mean? Where do I start? <laughs> like, what do you? What are you trying? Like." Or and and with that's that, a, that's a real good comparison. You're right. I would struggle with that. You, and, and it wouldn't be a struggle like, oh, I don't know what it is. It would be a struggle of like, okay, well, there's different, there's different areas, there's different, right. You know, but I'll tell you styles. what. I'll just, I'm not gonna make a recommendation. I'll just tell you what I'm doing. Hmm. Okay. So right now I'm reading Hegel in the Wired Brain by Slavoj Zizek, who is a Hegelian philosopher and a psychoanalytic. Uh, Lacanian philosopher. Hegelian? What is that? Hegel was a guy um, in Germany, Hegel, and he was the guy who came up with and developed uh, amongst other thoughts, but his basic contribution to philosophy was that in all situations you have a kind of like, um, a, like a conflict. You have uh, something that is, and it, there's an imminent tension and the way all thought and all evolution in a conceptual sense, like a human being's thinking and all of a sudden, like even the nations, even history, you have tensions. You have what is generally considered like a posited ideal. Like we want goodness or we want patriotism or we want whatever it is, okay? And then you also, the minute that emerges, mm -hmm. you have also an opposite that seems to emerge as well. Hmm. Which you go like, oh, well, we want patriotism. And then you see that when there's th the thing that calls itself patriotism at that moment is an actual patriotism. Mm. And there's an inherent tension in that. Mm. And in, in from Hegel's perspective, what he says is as that resolves, it's usually not from the polar opposites of what it is. Is it patriotism or not? A third position is created that encapsulates both. 
Are you following what he's saying? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> you want my honest yeah, yeah, answer? Yeah, yeah. I always want your honest answer. Yeah. So the chance, so there, so it's never going to be, you're never going to actually ever get to quote unquote real patriotism. Really. Okay. No matter what you want to, you could point to any time in American history and be like, well, that was patriotic. But at that same moment, you could see that all those folks, for instance, you know, 1950s, right? And on the one hand, that was very patriotic. On the other hand, it's probably the most oppressive, which is really actually not patriotic. If you were to be strict in the sense of what does it mean to be an American? Equality, justice, da 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 da, da. Anyway, that goes for everything. And that's mm-hmm. part of the human experience. So that's what a quote-unquote Hegelian uh, is, is somebody that understands that and emanates from that. He was also somebody that was trying to understand how bizarre it is of consciousness. Hegel was saying that when you look at the universe, it's full of inanimate objects, like the rock and all this other kind of shit, right? And you're like, okay. But he was also saying what's weird is human beings have an experience of consciousness. They actually are, but it's all wired up on a lot of material things that by themselves actually don't do anything. So he was also dealing with what does the experience of being human as subjectivity have what is that? Freud comes along a little bit later and what we all kind of understand about Freud is partially true but it's also misrepresentation. But ultimately one of Freud's greatest contributions was really acknowledging that like there's a part of our brain that we that is affecting us that we don't have control over called the unconscious and Mm. it's an interesting concept because if you if you go to everyone today and you go like do you believe that there's a part of your brain that's called the subconscious that is affecting things they'll be like yeah yeah i do Mm -hmm. how big is that i don't know Mm. but if you think about it it's a very bizarre problem like how am i how am i going to be bobby i am successful i'm doing all this stuff yet i also know there's this aspect of me of all of us, it's not just you, it's everybody that's operating on an unseen basis. I don't really know what the fuck. And part of art sometimes taps into that. Oh, you look like you were about to say something. What are you going to no, say? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. It was interesting. I thought, I thought okay, so, so anyway, Hegel and the Wired Brain. What Slavoj Zizek is trying to do is, not trying, what he does is, He's pointing to the problem of when we enter virtual reality. He's saying like all the theorists right now are talking about what they call a singularity. But all that means is basically the matrix. We're all approaching, he's saying, at some point being plugged into the matrix. And Elon Musk is talking about this. And he's talking about I've got chips for the brain. We're able to have the monkey. I don't know if you guys saw the video recently, but a monkey was controlling a Pong game without a controller through its thoughts and its thoughts were had a chip in it. Oh and shit. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's not even made up shit. That came out like three weeks ago. And Elon Musk is saying, like, imagine a world where you are connected digitally to this world. And so now the normal oppositions in life or conflicts or difficulties don't really exist. Like now if I if I think I want a million bucks, it will just be there. If I think I want the coffee, I'll have the coffee. If I think da 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 you don't have that same gap in execution that you do in re- real life, which is like, you know, I'm hungry, but I'm stuck on the five in traffic. I can't get there. 
when you get connected to this virtual world, right, the thought is you don't have to deal with any of that because everything is going to be right there. And so what Slavoj Zizek is saying is like, you know what? That could be a real fucking problem. Why? Because he says that human experience has a gap built into it. And part of that gap is the subconscious. Part of part of that gap is questioning, like, what is my real identity? Like, I know what I say I am, but there's a whole bunch of other shit that goes on in my life that's not part of that. Like, and and and, and he's saying that there's no resolution to it, and there's never meant to be. It's the conflict that gives rise to the sense of I'm somebody. Now, if you take that conflict out, there's no taboos. And there's an immediacy, right? What will that do to the human experience? Fuck it up. Fuck good, people good, up. Good answer. Good. <laughs> It'll fuck things up. So that's the most recent thing that I'm 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 looking at and, and thinking about. And then the other book that I'm looking at is something called um, it's by Graham Harmon, who is a guy that uh, th- these guys. You can go on YouTube and just listen to them. They're, they're interesting. Wow. But Graham Harmon is talking about um, ontological. What uh, was that? <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, what, what was it? What the fuck was that? What did I do? Tell Dude, me. I don't know what the fuck that was. Did you <laughs> see that? Yeah, I was like. <sighs> yeah, you went on some weird shit for like three seconds. Did you see yeah, it, Jake? You know what that was? That was know. the devil coming out. I was <laughs> part of the, the last of the, the, re- of the, ex- the yeah, exorcism. exorcism we did. No, no, no. A couple left. Man. Them. No, no. You know what that was? That was I, me trying to retrieve the name of the book in my mind. Mm. That was heavy. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it, that yeah. was me reaching into it. Do you a, do that a, when you're driving and shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. You see what he does when he's having sex? It's the oh, extended it's, version. Yeah, I reach way back in my mind <laughs> and grab something. No, but the uh, uh, ontological, um, ontological object, ontological, ontological. Got that? Yep. Object-oriented ontology. But the whole book, Graham Harmon's book, can be boiled down to, and he's like a he's like a major philosopher too at a major university. Like I can't remember which one, but it all boils down to that you can't, no matter how great science gets at breaking down the component parts of all objects, the collective itself has its own properties that go beyond just its pieces, and so you can't look at everything as just elements of something else that you must also if you're to really appreciate the reality of an object understand that these pieces themselves um, when they come together they make a new object or they make a new a new property okay there's your your at your questions answered. That's why I make that face. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't want to stick around for it. Let's yeah, go back to dice. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, if I can make jack off mm-hmm. jokes, people love that. Yeah, yeah, and then when they're start, like, yeah, well, yeah. "Hey, but so what kind of book?" And then I start talking about the books. Like, okay, I gotta go. Yeah. I think there's a hot chick down. He <laughs> got out of there. I think there's a hot chick downstairs. All right, dice. Tell me what <laughs> what's going on with uh, <laughs> no? What's going on now? Give us a little rundown on. What, what what you got? Where what you got coming up? What's on the horizon for Dice One? Same shit, man. I just I paint walls. Um, oh, by the way, kudos, bro. Hey, Chuman. Yeah, I'm listening. If you 
are from San Diego. And fucking San Diego Padres, have you fucking spray paint a piece in their fucking stadium? That's kind of like you've made it. But, I mean, who would have ever been given that honor? Maybe Dice. Get the Shit. fuck out of he here. He fucking painted a huge piece inside Padres Stadium. They had him do the Padres logo in there. What's that like, man? Oh, it was dope. I mean, unfortunately, it happened. <laughs> oh, it was it, dope. It was cool. It happened right when the first COVID case hit the United States. So it was like, it was. It happened right. It was supposed to be big for opening day, and it happened mm-hmm. pretty much. They shut everything down. Before oh, but it's so, up there. It's dude. there. No, it's there. I get I get tagged in photos every day, and people go to the games and shit. So, dude. Yeah, to me, that's like a like, a, and, it, and it was dope because they mm-hmm. they wanted like uh, they wanted to bring a little bit of the barrio to to mm-hmm. the stadium. So mm-hmm. we, yeah, right. dude, like right. it's a homey piece. Like yeah. It's a, yeah, it's it, something yep. you wouldn't expect to see in the fucking stadium. No, not at all, yeah. dude. Bobby showed it to me, and I'm like, fuck, are you kidding me? Right? Hell yeah. So yeah, that shit was fun, and I mean, we just kind of went in there and just just kind of freestyled it pretty much, man. I mean. I didn't. I didn't have no sketch or no complete fucking idea or thought or layout. I just fucking had some paint, some Padre color spray paint, and a fucking wall, and just went in there with my homie and fucking tore that shit up. Hey, when you do that, do you get to meet the players and shit like that? No, that time. I mean, I. You know what I got to meet and I fucking loved all of them was all the chefs. You know they got like a hundred and fifty <laughs> chefs, and luckily during the time we were painting, they were preparing for opening day, mm-hmm. so. The two weeks we were there painting, all they were doing was cooking. And they were sampling. Everybody was just sampling all the fucking dishes that they were going to serve at really? all the restaurants for opening day. So we You're fucking, grubbing. we do, we ate. <laughs> Dude, hey, one, one cook would come and be like, hey, I'm going to bring you guys some food. All right, cool. Bring us food, put it to the side. Another cook will come up. You guys eat? You guys want some food? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, fuck. All right. Dude, we had so much fucking food all day. Desserts. I mean, we're talking full course meals, desserts. Fuck, every, oh, it was great. You walked out of there with a shopping cart. Oh, coming. man, it was great. Every day. And we, we, we stayed there for like two weeks, man. And Do you, ball. and when you, I mean, I, I mean, listen. I, I mean, I painted a lot of big shit in my time. I mean, I feel like I've done some pretty big accomplishments, you know? I mean, at what's a young... The, what's the biggest for you, personally? Like, where you're like, yeah, I did that shit. Uh, you know what? When I was younger, I painted the USS Petaloo. I painted a Navy ship. I painted that shit twice. That Inside dope. the ship. I painted the mess deck twice. And I, I think that was pretty big. I mean, for the Navy to contract me to paint inside a fucking Navy ship. Fuck, Fuck yeah! That was, that was pretty cool. Hey, what's the thinking behind that for them? I mean, I know what it is for you. It's like an I art think, piece, but for them, what are they doing? I think it was just kind of, I mean, Navy, you got a bunch of younger people from all walks of life. Yeah. And fuck, you just kind of wanted to give them something while they're on that ship for all them fucking mm. months. Something kind of cool to look at inside. Yeah. I mean, fuck, I think you just nailed it on the head right there. That makes total sense. And I, I, I did that shit. I painted it twice. I painted it once. It got a little old. I went back. Painted it again. And what about paint, man? Like, painting inside on the Navy ship is a completely different kind of paint than you're going to use? spray paint, man. I came in. Back in the days, I went in there with Krylon. I mean, it was Krylon back in them days, so I fucking went in there with my Krylon and painted that shit. I mean, it wasn't brushes or nothing like that. It was spray paint. 
Well, I think that that he about said it all right there, man. Oh man, this dude's been saying it all. Oh, I mean, Dice, I, when you coming up to LA, <laughs> Dice? Soon, man. I need to get up there. I gotta go visit. Fuck, I need to visit everybody. I need to go. I need to spend like a freaking week up there and just come it. hang. I, I, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen all my homies in up there, and and I. I mean. I've always had mad love for L.A., you know, always. I've been going to L.A., I've been doing L.A. shit and going to L.A. for fucking since the beginning of time. And I got some some real close, I, throughout all these years, I've I've met homies and got some real close fucking good. There's, man, there's some good, solid homies up there, man, that I fucking got mad love for and always have, you know. Well, there's some good, solid homies down here I got love for, so. You know, you know, we keep it rocking. I'd love to have you up there. Yeah. Love no, you up, up there, dog. <laughs> maybe sometime in the next fucking, uh, maybe sometime this year, maybe we oh, yeah. get together and, and maybe we'll do a little fucking, maybe we'll bust a little, a little fucking collab out one day. Yeah, let's do that. Get a little bit of fucking Dice One and Supermax cracking off together, you know? Let's do mm-hmm. that. Well, um, I'd love to get up there. I'd love to get up there and give me a walk. Fuck, I'll, I'll go up there and tear that shit up. Well, come hook, on. I'll hook that shit up for you guys, man. Come yeah, on, dog. Yeah. yeah. You know, hell need yeah. that. Have some good times. Is, is there anything that you want to plug or promote, brother? <laughs> yeah. Promote, I mean, where you people can get your clothing. You know, my, your whole, my brand, Dyes One, Dyes One Clothing, DyesOne.com, D Y S E O N E.com. Simple, uh, Dyes One Clothing Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know? Go support my boy. Go check him out. You like fans, what you see. Our fans are hitting us up. They were like, man, Dice is the man. Yep. They were they a lot of our people that listen to big. A lot of our fans. listeners are fans of your brand. Thank For you. sure. They're pumped up about it. Yeah. We're gonna um All right, so you know where to go, you guys. You heard them. Dice One Clothing. Um check them out on Instagram.com. Um check them out, man. You're gonna like it. Support it. Thank you. Chumon, what you got? Uh, I got uh, Chumahana underscore, which is my Instagram. You want motivation for lifting weights, poetry, and fucking dope-ass shit. Hit hmm. that up. Also, my law firm, Ovando Bowen LLP. Hit me up. Uh, I wear braids to court. I fucking am not scared of jack shit. Mm. And I mm. won't overcharge mm. you. So fucking <laughs> hit me up. What do you got, Steve? Um, always listen to The Hard Luck Show on Mondays and Thursdays. No doubt. Thank you, Dice, for coming down Thank today. Thank you, man. It was an Thank honor. Thank you, brother. Dice Appreciate One Clothing. You. Dice yeah. the homie, man. It's an honor. <clears throat> uh, and please, www.supermaxhardware.com. Check us out. Um, cookies. Cookies.com. Cookiesf.com. And vibespapers.com. Shout out to the whole Cookies Burner fam. Shout out to Soul Assassins. Cartoon Esteban. DJ Muggs. And... This everybody in the city of Santa Monica, including my daughter and my son. Oh. And my grandson. And my daughter, Tigra, and my chapina, Sarah. I love you, girls. That's it. Do the right thing. And like we do about this time, adios amigos from the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. Send over some options on that. Once you throw this down, probably look at like.